This is the Wait For It Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Wait For It Podcast. I am your co-host Phil Smith, aka Phil the Filipino, and I'm here doing this week's episode of What Did I Miss Solo? Because for whatever reason, Eric and I just kept running into technical difficulties recording it together. Uh, we tried it on a couple of occasions, and for some reason, we just couldn't get the audio right. So I'm just going to run off some stories for you this week uh, that you may have missed in the past few days, because we still want to get the content out for you. You know, definitely appreciate everyone's patience and sorry for the delay but we just um you know like i said just these things just happen in podcasting sometimes but the show will still go on now of course before i begin i want to make sure that you guys are checking out the podcast and subscribing pretty much anywhere you listen to your podcast you can find us anywhere Uh, we are on anchor apple Podcasts, spotify google Podcasts, pandora and podbean you can also find us on social media on facebook and instagram at the wait for it podcast and twitter at wait for it pod so I'm going to skip anything. Uh, you know, this is going to be like an abridged version of some of the stories that we wanted to cover. So I'm not going to include any kind of uh, like music we recommend for this week uh, or anything like that. Just going to get right into some of these stories. So um, I picked out a couple, both from Eric and I, that we um, that we covered here uh, that I'm going to share with you here today. Um, first, in terms of wrestling, which is where I usually start, um, there's continue to be speculation that Edge is going to return to the WWE for a match. Um, it's coming from multiple sources, and it looks like the most likely scenario for him to return would probably be the Royal Rumble, is what I'm guessing. Now, Eric and I talked about this in, in length over the uh, over the episode that we recorded then and you know it's just not something we we really really want to see uh, I'll be excited to see him but just the way that he left the company with that injury and you know we've seen guys like Daniel Bryan and of course Shawn Michaels come back and be just as good if not better than they were before but uh, with, with Edge you know he has a specific style that Eric pointed out that I'm not sure if it really really meshes with today's WWE um, uh, if it's like a one-off kind of thing where uh, you know he comes back in the Royal Rumble you know gives a couple of spears has a good run I think that's fine um, or maybe some kind of tag team match at Wrestlemania like a one-off but hopefully not anything full-time you know I guess we'll we'll see maybe some kind of rated RKO reunion now that Randy is on a little bit of a face turn uh you know who knows but uh something we will continue to monitor and in, in terms of some more wrestling rumors Matt Hardy is expected to leave the WWE in March when his contract is up uh this is per wrestling observer newsletter they also note that his name is coming up as a possible leader of the Dark Order in AEW so for those of you that are AEW fans you know that the Dark Order has been met with a little bit of criticism, the AEW has a very, very good tag team division, and the Dark Order still just has been unable to catch on for whatever reason. But uh, Matt Hardy, I think, to AEW would be a very, very good thing for wrestling and for Awoken Matt Hardy. And then eventually, you would you would assume that his brother Jeff would make that jump as well. So again, something we'll continue to monitor and see where it goes. Uh, moving on to some other info, some other news here. One feel-good story that I want to talk about. Uh, it's kind of a follow-up to a story I covered last week with the Australian bushfires. Uh, Austi, uh, an Australian Twitch streamer, Loserfruit, 
uh, has raised over $300 in Australian uh, Australian currency for charity that's going to go to helping out, uh, I think, the Red Cross, I believe, as well as Animal Relief, and then also helping out some of the firefighters that are over there currently you know, battling those terrible fires that are happening in Australia. It was really, really cool. I think the stream is about 36 hours and she was up for a lot of it. So shout out to Loser Fruit. There is a video on her YouTube page covering the entire event. It was really, really neat. And it just goes to show, you know, how how great of a platform Twitch can be. I know sometimes it does get a lot of backlash and heat from people that don't really understand it but honestly uh, the the twitch community is very very strong and there are some really really good people on there a uh, fortnite streamer dakota's actually donated twenty one thousand uh, dollars on his own um, i believe the exchange rate between how much it was about two hundred thousand uh, dollars in in u.s in u.s dollars so really really great thing that they were able to do over there uh, moving on to the next uh, story here got a whole bunch of entertainment news that Eric and I covered um, one thing. Dwayne Johnson is set to star in an NBC comedy called Young Rock that's inspired by his life. A former Fresh Off the Boat showrunner, Nan Nachka Khan, God, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's where Nan Nanachka. That's probably it. Uh, will oversee an 11 episode straight to series comedy um, via her new overall deal with Universal TV, uh, capping off his first time before press as NBC Entertainment Chairman Paul Taleggi delivered yet another surprise on Saturday. The network has handed out a straight-to-series 11-episode order for Dwayne Johnson's comedy Young Rock, inspired by his life and featuring the megastar. Johnson will appear in every episode as the focus and inspiration of the series will be on his formative years. The single-camera comedy will be co-written by former Fresh Off the Boat showrunner Nanachka Khan and her longtime collaborator Jeff Chang. Both will executive produce alongside Johnson and his Seven Bucks Productions, Danny Garcia, Hiram Garcia, Brian Guritz, uh, Gu- and Jennifer Correas. Uh, the project hails from Universal Television and, um, of course, which Inc. Khan, who created ABC's Fresh Off the Boat, which is a very, very good show as well. So, pretty cool. NBC looks to be making a lot of moves, and, and I'll, I'll actually follow up here with the story in just a moment, but I'm, I'm interested to see this show, The Rock. Uh, I think it's it's pretty much a almost a slam dunk to involve him in any project, whether it be TV or movies. Um, he's just such a likable character, and a show focused around his life does sound interesting. Now, I'm not a huge fan of sitcoms. I don't know if this is going to be like a laugh track situation, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I think it's a really good move for NBC to continue to strengthen their lineup. Um, continuing with more news from NBC, Seth MacFarlane has signed a multi-year deal to create content with NBC Universal. Um, following a decades-long relationship with 20th Century Fox Television, the Family Guy Mastermind has signed a rich nine-figure overall deal with NBC Universal Content Studios. Sources say MacFarlane and his Fuzzy Door Productions banner will create and develop new TV projects across the media giant's portfolio with uh, working with cable and streaming focused universal content productions as well as broadcast leaning universal television in the division fronted by bonnie hammer the pact per sources is for five years and a total of 200 million dollars sources say the deal includes a signing bonus as well as overhead for his fuzzy door shingle so again Really, really cool news coming out of NBC Universal. They have their streaming site coming out, and Seth MacFarlane is still a guy that that's a name that carries a lot of weight. He has, of course, the Orville show that he has, I believe that's on Fox. Family Guy is still going strong. A million Ways to Die in the West, Ted, you know, all those things. Um, this is, a, I think, this is a really, really good get, and it, it's it's nice to see that people who you know who creatively 
have created, you know, have done so much are starting to get recognized. And of course, Seth MacFarlane's been around for a very, very long time, but this shows how serious NBC is about their content moving forward. And I'm, I'm really excited to see what kind of new original content he is able to come up with. Um, moving on to some more news here, um, some more entertainment stories that we're going to cover. Um, one story, this, this is a, a wild story coming out of Avengers Endgame of uh, the final scene uh, in which after Tony Stark uses the Infinity Island could have looked a lot different um, if you were taken aback by Tony Stark's face during the final moments in Avengers Endgame it could have looked a lot more grisly a quote we gave the filmmakers a full range of looks to choose from and one of them was where the energy from the stones had acted right up into his face and popped out one of his eyeballs and it was hanging out on his cheek a digital effects supervisor had mentioned had told insider this is one of the most gruesome designs they did for iron man's death um the supervisor Matt Aitken said they didn't go for that one. Uh, the end game visual effects team, um, I guess gave them a whole bunch of different scenarios. And, and Eric and I talked about this a little bit, like honestly, really, really happy. They didn't go with this one because it was, it would have been, I think a little much, especially for, you know, some of the kids in the audience. Now, of course, you know, all these movies are rated PG 13, but, uh, yeah, to see Tony Stark's eyeball, uh, hanging from its socket probably would have been, a little bit too much for everyone to handle. Uh, some other Marvel news. Uh, Christian Bale, uh, of course, has been casted in a mystery role for Thor Love and Thunder. Now, really excited to see Christian Bale join the MCU. But one thing Eric and I were mentioning is that Christian Bale would would make a really, really good Doctor Doom, I think. And now, now with Thor Love and Thunder, probably not, not the route that they're going to go. But his um, rumored Thor villain uh, actually... Has uh, well, people have come out with theories about who he's going to be. A lot of people thought he would probably be Beta Ray Bill, um, but it looks like he is going to be a character named Dario Ag- Agar. Agar. Um, so this is from CBR.com. Uh, now, as far as this character, the fa- uh, the character that fans are suggesting christian bale is going to be playing he is a relatively new villain within the marvel universe he was first introduced during jason aaron's run on thor he's the ceo of the roxon corporation a ruthless company that has its fingers throughout almost the entire world but on top of his cruel business practices and access to massive technological advancements dario also has his own magical gifts with the ability to transform into a minotaur Uh, dario quickly became a frequent enemy of thor both the original own son and then jane foster who took the mantle of God of Thunder. He started working alongside the, a number of different other Thor villains, even t- teaming up with Malekith and the rest of his council of twisted villains from across the Ten Realms during the War of Realms. Dario was able to survive the fall of his allies and maintain some semblance of power in the modern world, however. So that's an interesting uh, interest to take. A, a, a character I don't really know too much about. As I just mentioned, he looks like he is a newer character. Um, so between that and, you know, Beta Ray Bill, uh, who knows what they're going to do with Christian Bale. All I know is I'm definitely excited to see Christian Bale in the MCU. Moving on to some more entertainment news here. It looks like Atlanta is going to be returning to FX in 2021. Uh, on Thursday at the Television Critics Association Winter Press Tour, FX president John Landgraf revealed that the third season of Donald Glover's surreal comedy probably won't air until January 2021. Thus, the fourth season, which will be shot at the same time, will likely premiere later that fall. However, it's not all bad news because season three has been expanded from eight episodes to ten. Um, it's been about two years since we've seen Atlanta. Um, 
Um, they landed and landed ended on a bit of a cliffhanger. So I'm really excited to see uh, to really get back into this universe. It's such a great show. I know Eric hasn't gotten a chance to watch it yet. It is on his things to do. But for those of you that are fans of Atlanta and Donald Glover in general, I know you share my excitement when because we hadn't heard any news in this in quite a while. In fact. I was just having a conversation with a friend of ours, Josh, that we hadn't really heard anything in terms of projects from Donald Glover. He didn't have anything coming up on IMDb. I'm nothing on the music front. He's just been laying low, which he does tend to do. He does kind of fall off the map every once in a while and then pops back up. But uh, to hear this news about Atlanta and that FX is continuing to support this project really, really excited me. Um, and then this is the last bit of entertainment news that I want to get into here is about the Uncharted movie. Um, of course, I believe uh, last week we talked about that Uncharted had lost yet another director, but it looks like they found another um, an, a replacement already. Reuven Fleischer uh, may be the next director to take on the cursed Uncharted movie is the uh, is what AV News calls it here. Um, at the end of 2019, Bumblebee director Travis Knight dropped out of Sony's Uncharted movie, an adaptation of the video game series of the same name. It was the latest in a very long line of setbacks for the movie, which has more or less gotten and then lost a new director every year or two for the past decade. Not to mention getting and then losing Mark Wahlberg as a star, rejecting fan wishes by not getting Nathan Fillion as a star, and then Mark Wahlberg rejoining as a different character when Tom Holland was brought in to replace him as a younger version of Nathan Drake. Now Zombieland director and also Venom director, Ruben Fleischer has drawn no, Fleischer has drawn the short straw in the in Hollywood with Deadline reporting that he's the latest to come on to the ill-fated Uncharted movie. Um, he is on a relative hot streak at Sony, um, with the last two movies being Studio Zombieland Double Tap and Venom, which was a huge hit. I have not yet seen Venom, but I have heard pretty positive things about it. So this will be interesting. Um, for those of you that are fans of the Uncharted series, you know, Eric, Eric talked about this. He was hoping they would they would get like a we would get like a modernized version of like an Indiana Jones film. Now, Ruben Fleischer one of the concerns that he had is that we're going to get more of a just a copy and paste version of what we've already seen from a you know from a tomb raider or an indiana jones and well, that's yet to be seen i do understand those concerns but i think yeah, the thing is I, I just want this movie to get made and i just hope it, that it's good you know these some of these most of these video game movies have been a disaster the assassin's creed movie was so terrible and you had everything just laid out right there in front of you and uh you know the P detective pikachu thank goodness was a solid movie um but that's really the only one that's been successful so um maybe hopefully this will stick it is a at least it is a director that has some clout that has uh, obvious successes and we will see what happens uh, moving on to some some interesting stories here a family feud contestant ends up getting ten thousand dollars worth of free Popeyes. Uh, now, this was just a really, really wild story. So, Family Feud contestant and uh, Family Feud Canada contestant Eve Dubois got ten thousand dollars worth of free Popeyes after her incorrect answer went viral. Um, the question was, uh, what was what is Popeyes' favorite food? And her answer was chicken. Uh, of course, of course, the answer they were looking for being spinach. Um, but <laughs> Popeyes, uh, of course, saw this unfold and took the opportunity to give uh get to 
to give Eve and her family $10,000 worth of food after this, uh, this mishap happened. Uh, I believe the answer was for $10,000. So really, really funny uh, scenario that ended, ended with something, something positive. Uh, and then the very last story I want to cover for you guys here, uh, like I said, this is just going to be an abridged version of the episode we actually did have recorded for you, unfortunately. Uh, so a lot of the stories we did have to scrap, like I said, I just wanted to get this one out here for you guys so that you can hear it. Um, Kyle Rudolph uh, was uh, Kyle Rudolph was uh, led to believe that his game-winning touchdown gloves from the AFC Wild or NFC Wildcard round were going to be auctioned off to charity. However, that was not the case. Um, in the celebratory chaos of the victorious locker room, Minnesota Vikings tight end Kyle Rudolph was approached after his game-winning touchdown catch in overtime in New Orleans by a man with a media credential asking if he could have his gloves for a charity event. Rudolph didn't recognize the man, and actual reporters are prohibited from such requests. But he was in such a good move, like any NFL receiver naturally. He has dozens of pairs of gloves to spare. I said, absolutely, I'll even sign them for you, Rudolph recalled Thursday. So I signed them for him, gave them to him, and didn't think anything of it. Three days later, he was sent a screenshot of an item selling on eBay, his autographed gloves. Um, He said, I was disappointed. He only tried to get $375 for them. Rudolph said, smiling, he could have probably gotten way more than that. After sharing the story Wednesday on Twitter, Rudolph eventually connected with the Vikings fan in New Jersey who bought them but hadn't yet received the gloves. In the meantime, he took the opportunity to encourage donations to Rudolph's favorite charity, the University of Minnesota Mason Masonic Children's Hospital in Minneapolis. According to Rudolph, the publicity from the scam led to more than $10,000 in new donations. Uh, He's going to send the gloves to the hospital to put on display, Rudolph said. And Rudolph, for the third straight year, was the team's nominee for the Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year Award, promised to send the fan a new pair of gloves from the game Saturday in San Francisco. So a story that started off, you know, a little, it just really sucks that somebody unfortunately tried to take advantage of someone in that situation, but at least it ended with a, or at least we got a happy ending out of it. So yeah, guys, those are just uh, some of the stories that we wanted to cover this week. Uh, I I wish we were able to get the full episode out that Eric and I recorded because it was really, really good, had a lot of really great discussion. But as I mentioned before, uh, these things just happen when it comes to podcasting, unfortunately. Hopefully we won't run into any issues going forward, but you know, we'll just roll with the punches and we really appreciate you guys tuning in and everything that you've done for us in 2019 and then now moving in to 2020. I know Eric has a really, really good episode planned for you guys tomorrow. It's one of his anime reviews or anime recommendations. Um, and then also we have some, uh, some, some movies coming up as well that we're going to be excited to review for you guys down the line. So that is going to be it. Once again, my name is Phil Smith, AKA Phil, the Filipino F I L I P I N O. You can find Eric at Mr. Eric almighty on Twitter. And uh, yeah, if you guys want to give us some feedback or even want to submit uh, any kind of news stories that you think would be really awesome for us to cover, just let us know. And we would love to interact with you guys. And we always really appreciate everything. Uh, like I said, any, any kind of feedback. Uh, one of the best ways you can help out the podcast is going on to Apple Podcasts or Facebook and dropping us a five-star review. So go ahead and do that. All right, guys, we'll see, we'll see you next time. Remember, any news pertaining to entertainment, anime, sports, wrestling, we got it for you. The only thing you have to do is wait for it. We'll see you next time. This is the Wait For It Podcast. 